Oh, hyperfixation. What funny. Dogwater is playing Fallout 4. Who's Dogwater? I think that's Casey. <laughs> I don't know why I find that as funny as I do. Hyperfixation, funniest thing. Yeah, we got a... <sighs> Anime titties are my hyperfixation right now. <laughs> I got... I, I, um... God, life has just been a nightmare. I haven't had time to, like... I haven't changed my fixation at all. Mm. Oh, boy. We are. We sure are. We are. We certainly are. All of this is going in. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as usual, by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity, Holden. It was bad. Episode over. (laughs) This week, we're talking about Jim Gaffigan's 2021 special, Comedy Monster, which is available on Netflix. Do we have to? Yes, we do. Uh... But before we get into that, did we actually decide on a hyperfixation? No. I don't super have one. I mean, I don't super have one. I mean, you can talk about Baldur's Gate. <sighs> I am hyperfixating on it. I'm just hyperfixating on it in a very negative way. Yeah, so I recently purchased the first two Baldur's Gate games because they were $10 on Switch. And I tried asking Holden, is Baldur's Gate 3 a real-time strategy game? And he was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I wasn't explaining it very well. I'll you admit. weren't explaining it. I, yeah, so I not wasn't even a, very well. Yeah, so I you wasn't explaining it very ref- well. Every time I was like, "What does that mean?" You were like, "Is it that? Like, is that is that quantum mechanics? What is quantum <laughs> mechanics? Is that quantum mechanics?" You weren't helping me out, Griffin. No, I wasn't. You really weren't. I asked you to help me. (laughs) To be fair, I wasn't really trying. And you were irritating me. (laughs) And then I got angry about Baldur's Gate. And then, well, because then we were 10 minutes into this special, and then I thought of a better way to phrase the question is like, what is the combat in Baldur's Gate 3 like? And boy, did I get an earful for that one. Yeah, I popped off because I think the combat (laughs) is like. All right, so my my I have some issues with Baldur's Gate. The story is very, it's very similar. The story I feel is very similar to like Critical Role, where you know there's a lot of side questy kind of things going on, and there's a lot of different things going on, and there is like that through line of like. You know, there is that main kind of plot is like rearing its ugly head and like, well, not ugly head, but like it it takes a while for the main plot to really go through. And, you know, for the most part, the big, big bad is not really present until like way later in the game. Mm -hmm. And you have some smaller big bads in the beginning. So the story is mixed, we'll say. Mm-hmm. I think there's some cool stuff that they're doing. Um, being able to see titties is pretty fun. <laughs> and wieners. I did discover today um, 
because I was looking, I was playing earlier and I was looking in people's inventories and I was trying to make them better. And I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but like every character has underwear and you can take off someone's armor and then you can take off their underwear and they are just naked. They are just naked. Yeah. They're naked. Like you can see everything. Wow. Like a Starian shaves. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everything. Everything. You see, you see full on genitals. Gen- well, you can also, I want to say in the settings of the game, you can turn off nudity. Okay. But I don't know what that looks like because why would I turn off nudity? <laughs> I want to see some some jiggly bits. And I want to see some titties. Amazing. Um, so that, you know, that was a nice little respite. If you're if you're like me, the 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 non human ladies uh getting to see their bits would be nice. Just get them in your party, and you can, or just hit up a Google search. Griffin, <laughs> hit up a Google search, and you in can, all and, honesty, and you could do whatever you goddamn please with those images. Yeah. Uh, but my big problem with Baldur's Gate is that the combat is like it's it's fine. Like there's like the actual design of the combat, I don't think is bad. To a point, the enemies, and I'm on the easiest difficulty. I was on normal mode, and I switched to easy because I was struggling too much with combats. Baldur's Gate does this thing where to make a fight more interesting, they just add more. That does not make a fight more interesting, in my opinion. In my opinion, to make a fight more interesting, you need to put some kind of mechanics in there, or phases, or something, you know? A more interesting combat with, like, a wizard is instead of a necromancer that spawns literally 12 enemies that are equal or higher level than you, which is a thing that happened in Baldur's Gate. How about a wizard that can take control of one or more of your party members at a time? You'd hate that, too. You'd get annoyed at that, too. No, because it'd be more interesting. Or have them make copies of your fucking characters. There we go. That'd be a bit more interesting. And then have him not be attackable until after that fight. But then make him, you know. Or how about this? How about this, Griffin? How about this? Let the enemies follow the same rules that you do as a player. Because they don't, and it's bullshit. Enemy spellcasters do not run out of spell slots. Of any level of any kind. So theoretically, I'm not at that point in the game, but theoretically, you could be going up against a spellcaster that has ninth level spells. They will never run out. Meanwhile, the max that a player can have with ninth level spells is one ninth level spell slot. But your enemies can just cast any ninth level spell at all. Or they can cast leveled multiple leveled spells in a single turn i was in this fight at the bottom it's it's at the end of the gauntlet of shar which from what i've heard from everyone who has played baldur's gate is that the gauntlet of shar sucks dick it is terrible they don't give you any kind of guidance all of the puzzles are asshole from what i've heard absolute worst section of the game 
and I'm I'm living through that section and it is dog shit. Mm-hmm. I'm past that gauntlet of Char, but I'm still in the worst section of the game. Um, which is bullshit. <sighs> the boss fight at the end is with this guy Balthazar. He was able to cast Ray of Sickness four times in a single turn. That is bullshit. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not do it. I, I did, did not. not. Oh, hi, Mark. But it's just such... It's hot garbage. Like... And that's this. And in the beginning of the fight, he just summons twelve undead that are equal or higher level to you and do so much damage. Like they break the rule of action economy. Of like when you're designing a balanced encounter, you kind of need to deal with action economy in D and D, which is like how many actions does each side of this combat have. And is it relatively equal? Equal, it's a fair fight. Unequal, it's an unfair fight. So, you know, if I have one little level one goblin versus my team of five level five characters, obviously they're going to curb stomp that thing. And there's ways to fix that with legendary resistances and bigger boss characters and all that different stuff for campaigns and stuff but you know what's a not a way to fix it Baldur's Gate is to have some dickhead level 8 who reasonably a level 8 spellcaster enemy should not be should be a hard fight but an a, a winnable fight for 4 level 5 to 6 characters which is what I was at I was at level 6 at that point reasonable fight you know have him summon one or two things give him one or two like things uh he can have a flesh golem in in one different version of the fight like that's more interesting that's kind of cool the way to not make that fight a little bit harder is to literally just give me 14 fucking undeads who are all level 5 and 6 or some of them are level 7 and 8 and also spellcasters who do not run out of spell slots. The combat in that game is horse giblets 90% of the time, even on easy difficulty. Also, they don't tell you what to do at all. I should not have gotten you started. Yeah. I got you started. Yeah, you got me fucking started. And you know what? This is going to be a... Welcome to Baldur's Gate stuff. Because <laughs> this comedy special was so bad, I have nothing to really to say. How about some context before I have a fucking aneurysm about Baldur's Gate? That's that's what I, I was... I was trying to find a good place to say. Well, let's, how about some context? I need at least 45 hours now. Before I touch Baldur's Gate again, I need at least 45 hours of murdering kids in, in Fortnite. James Christopher Gaffigan is an American (laughs) stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and producer. His material often dresses fatherhood, laziness, food, religion, and general observations. He is regarded as a clean comic, using little profanity in his routines. He has released several successful comedy specials. I thought you were holding something up. Including Mr. Universe, Obsessed, Sino, and Quality Time, all of which have received Grammy nominations. Uh... Gaffigan's memoir, Dad is Fat, and his most recent book, Food, a Love Story, were both published by Crown Publishers. He co-created and starred in the TV Land series, The Jim Gaffigan Show, based on his life. He collaborates extensively with his wife, Jeannie Gaffigan, whom he has five children. They are Catholic. 
They are Catholic, a topic that frequently comes up in his TV shows or his comedy shows. He has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen film specials ranging back from 2001. He has been active since 1991, and Comedy Monster is his second most recent special. Uh, he has also been nominated for be- a gr- Best Comedy Album Grammy uh, for the- for seven out of the last ten years. And, uh, yeah. Holden kind of fucking said it. This special... It was so bad. It was so boring. Yeah, it was It was bad because I, I laughed, like, I think four times. I don't time. think I laughed at all. You definitely didn't. Because I noticed that I had laughed and you had not. I don't even think I smiled. Uh, there were a few times I laughed and didn't smile. I know that much. I gave kind of a dry chuckle half the time I was laughing. There was one line, one line that got a genuine laugh out of me. Would you like to share it? Or are you going to say we'll save it? We'll save it for bit. favorite, least favorite. But that's going to be, we're, we're going to have one of our notoriously short back halves to an episode. Jim Gaffigan is an energy vampire. <laughs> he's been slowly, I didn't realize it until now, but he's been sucking all the energy out of me today. Yeah, dude. Like I like before I had like a complete day to myself today. And <laughs> all I did was play Baldur's Gate for 45 minutes and get unbelievably angry and then took a nap and that was it and that and then this so it hasn't been. And a great I'm just day. out of energy. <laughs> uh so the main problem that I had with this special. Is that it's boring. Well, other than the fact that it was boring. What made it boring, mm-hmm. rather, was the fact that this was all extremely baseline comedy. Yeah. Um there were some jokes in there that I have definitely heard before, uh, but I can't exactly pinpoint where they were. But I think Jim Gaffigan, in my opinion, is a little hacky. I don't know that I'd go that far necessarily, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, a hack steals jokes. Yeah, or hack steals jokes. A hack does nothing but unoriginal material. This... In that sense, that that yeah, I think Jim Gaffigan is a little hacky, but it didn't feel like he was aping someone or following a trend. It felt like he was just coming up with genuinely coming up with these jokes that just aren't that good. Very much like oh my wife, take my wife, ha ha ha, wife bad, marriage bad, relationships bad, food, I'm fat, kind of shit, and it was just like I don't know, man. Like there are. I don't know. We, we talked about Stavros Halkius two weeks ago, who's also fat and like was much funnier about it. Yeah, because he wasn't making kind of tired ass jokes. Well, because Stavros is a good comedian. Also, Stavros is a very good comedian, <laughs> and Jim Gaffigan just isn't. Well, clearly Jim Gaffigan's doing something right because he's been extremely successful for a very long time. Yeah, so is Jeff Dunham and uh, Dane Cook. So. Well, no, I'm saying, well, like, you don't have to like them, but clearly they're doing something correct. They're doing something right if they are successful in their their chosen field. Well, 
If D- if Jeff Dunham is a household name, and he was, then he's doing something correct. Um, I've heard Jim Gaffigan bits in the past that have made me laugh, but I also haven't listened to or watched any Jim Gaffigan over the past, I'm going to say, maybe 10, 15 years. When I was a young man in uh in high school and i i didn't have spotify because i was you know i was a pandora user i used to listen to comedy radios on pandora and anytime jim gaffigan came on i would skip him oh so you have like a deep hatred of jim gaffigan well i wouldn't say deep hatred just like i don't like him and it wasn't like he would come on and i wouldn't even give him a chance Pandora would always give me the same couple of bits every single day with one or two new ones thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's how Pandora works. You get the same songs at the same time every day. Yeah. Yeah. Are you asking or telling? No, that's, no I'm telling. That's, that's okay. how Pandora works. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, so I would just get the same shit. but So I would give him a chance. And I remember one day it was like, like a twelve minute bit, like like a twelve minute snippet or like, whatever. It was just like way too long for one track on like a comedy album, Mm -hmm. and I didn't laugh once the entire time. And I was like, this sucks. So now I, and then after that, I just kind of like gave him like two three minutes, and if I didn't like even think that I could laugh in the next couple of minutes. I would skip him. And then eventually it would just be the same shit and I would know, okay, well, I don't like this bit, so skip. Yeah, it just was, it was just, it was so boring. It was extremely boring because it was all extremely milquetoast kind of shit. And this episode is boring because of it. (laughs) I'm bored. I'm trying, you know, I, we run into this. Every time we have boring comedians, but, you know, we always try to find something to say about it. Um, but, like, what is there to really say? What can you say about a painter who takes a off-white canvas and then paints it white? What can you say? A rabbit in a snowstorm. I'm going to throw a brick. <laughs> Can you hand me that stanchion that's right next to you? Uh, I'm gonna not do that. <laughs> I think that's a good segue a good segue. Break. That's a that's as good a place to leave it because yeah. What else can you really say? I'll see you on the other side of this episode. I might not make it. <laughs> Ads. Here's ads. And then I said. I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba.
ads done. And we are back. I hate the look on your face right now. It, you ever see someone who's clearly happy or thrilled about something and you just want to hit them with a rock? Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. No, I'm bummed. But I wasn't bummed. I was psyched. I hate you. Say your dumb little joke so we can get on with this. Call his dick the hurdy-gurdy the way I'm hand-cranking it. <laughs> Not where I was expecting it to go. But I do like it. Well, a, a, a light shining in the darkness. Uh, I know the answer to the first question. Uh, you didn't have a favorite bit. No. Did you have a least favorite bit? No. I didn't think so. No. No. No, 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 no. I didn't because I ain't no holla bad I didn't have a least favorite bit, but he had one. He had one line that made me laugh. He was doing a bit on how like he gets a lot of messages from people that. Oh, my friend looks like Jim Gaffigan. My friend looks like you. My friend looks like you. And sometimes he'll get it. He'll get people who say this cat or this other thing looks like Jim Gaffigan. And and then he said something about how like, oh, why does this baby look like Jim Gaffigan? And he goes, because I had sex with your wife. That was the one time that it made me laugh because cuckoldry is funny. Cuckoldry is funny. That's. And he, he there were a couple of. Remarks about the Catholic Church that gave me a dry chuckle, and that was it. Like, conceptually, that's funny. There were some things there that I was like, conceptually, that's funny. In in practice, no, it sucks. I hate it, and you're bad, and maybe, you know, if you weren't so successful, maybe you should uh, think of something different for your career path, but you're clearly successful. So. So. (laughs) So, Holden. I give this episode a B for boring. <laughs> a B out of 10? A B out of 10. I, I give you an F for fairies! I can't do a good Mr. Cocker. <laughs> that that was a horrible sound I had to listen to. I can't imagine what it sounded like on the capture. I very specifically moved my microphone away. That doesn't mean, that doesn't make it any more pleasant. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to give this a solid three. I think that's very generous. I had there was one genuine laugh that was it and it wasn't objectionable, it was extremely milk toast, but I was also very and therefore I was very very bored. Yeah, you want to talk about approachable. This was very approachable. Extremely approachable to its detriment. Yeah. So, that brings us to the end of yet another episode, but before we go, let me try to find something funny this week. As far as I'm concerned, all pussy is clown pussy. (laughs) And brother, I'm about to start honking. And brother, I'm about to pop a tent for the circus. And brother, I'm a balloon animal. I need you to stop. Cream pie. Ew. Ew. That was so terrible. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Oh, my God. That was so bad. <laughs> I hated that. 
Anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening, especially through this one. We know it was a little rough, but hey, we got through it together. Uh, if you have any did questions. We, did we get through it? Did we really get through it? I don't think I did. We're, you, well, we're at the end now, so, you know, thank you for listening. That's what matters. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for continuing to support us, even when these episodes are a little bit difficult for us because the comedy special was so unremarkable. And when you, if you did listen to this and you made it here, an extra special thank you. Yeah. Because if like, you dropped out before this point, I do not blame you. Yeah. But so if you stuck with it from the bottom of our, our hearts, thank you. Because we know that this one was a little bit rough. Yep. Cut that out. We don't need to. Don't need to. Don't tell me how to edit. You just don't want self-deprecation in there at all. Anyway. Don't tell me how to edit. Anyway. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. You can find my uh, poetry project on Instagram at Poetry Pity Party, and I stream on Twitch on Thursdays now. Uh, Thursdays for the next little while, uh, I will be streaming all day. Once the semester starts, I'll probably probably be streaming around seven, you know, five. Uh, or six or seven o'clock at night till about like two in the morning, but Thursdays now before the semester has started, I, uh, I will be streaming usually from like noon to probably two in the morning, just all day. So, uh, you can, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Denny Robin D E N I underscore R O B I N Denny, not like the restaurant. Roll me a D four. Just pick something good. Okay, fine. And we will be back next week with Chris Fleming, Hell, which is available on Peacock. (laughs) Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. (laughs) Bye-bye.